It's time to turn off the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horrible horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode, I delve into the world of terrible horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't really explain it, but I love these horror movies. So if you've made your own horror movie on your phone, or your own special effects MacGyver style, please send it my way. Now, what do you get when you mix Body by Jake, awful dubbing, and, well, a serial killer? Why, you get... Home sweet home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast. We are back, and it is just in time for Thanksgiving, so, well, this is always a hard time of the year, and I don't know what your favorite Thanksgiving horror film is, but they're very few and far between to find. Um, I mean, we've gone through most already, if not all of the really popular ones, um, though Thanksgiving 3... Again, we're just going to leave that one off to the side. Never speak of that one again. But hey, (laughs) we are now uh, talking about Home Sweet Home. And this is a very odd one because when you look at the list and you kind of go into Google and you type in, you know, Thanksgiving horror movies, always Thanksgiving from Eli Roth shows up and it's like, hey, that one is just a shitty little, not necessarily shitty, but it's a little trailer in the grindhouse film it's not even a real fucking movie you know you really can't be like oh hey yeah that's the one that we're gonna go off of whatever Uh, and then you look and it's like oh thanks killing okay yeah i'm already doing this thing oh blood rage oh i already did that and then there was one that i was looking at and i was like wait i've never heard of this movie before because everything else it's kind of like looking for like the new year's eve films right when you're looking for those ones they give you, like, a set of them, and then they try to, like, stretch. Like, well, this one takes place, and they talk about New Year's Eve, so you kind of get it in there, and it's like, well, no, no, that, that doesn't work. Um, No, it has to take place around New Year's Eve or, or something, at least not just like, oh, well, in passing, we're going to talk about New Year's Eve. Like, there's a sentence, and we're like, oh, you're going to go to that New Year's Eve party? And then, boom, it, that's it. But it takes place in fucking, like, September or some shit. You know, this is kind of what happens with a lot of Thanksgiving movies out there. And there really aren't a lot that are based around or involve Thanksgiving. It's just the way it goes. So, there's a bunch out there. And this one kind of caught my eye because... Surprisingly enough, it does take place during Thanksgiving. Like, that's the whole premise. Now, the whole pre- it's not directly, like, related to it. It's not like Thanksgiving, where it, it's the turkey getting revenge around Thanksgiving, and it has that type of title. Uh, you know, or even with Blood Rage, where 
actually, you know what? It is kind of more like Blood Rage, where it actually happens around that time. Like, they're celebrating Thanksgiving, and then the killer comes to strike, and there's something weird about this. Now, the other thing that caught my eye about this film is that Jake Steinfeld starred the film. Like, in the previews, you're like looking at it, and you're like, what? Now, if you don't know who he is, and you're not a child of the 80s or 90s, like, actually growing up as, like, a, you know, a young kid or teenager around then, you might not know who he is. Well, he had this series called Body by Jake. Like, he was basically, like, well, he was a bodybuilder, so you can totally tell in this movie, because he's totally fucking ripped. I mean, like, dude, that guy has a chest for days. And it's funny, because my wife and I were talking the other day, because we started watching Married with Children on Hulu, and there's episodes where, you know, and that show was based in the 80s. This movie is from 81. It starts off in the 80s for Married with Children, but Peg goes to a strip club. And when you look at it back in that day, it was all about chest. Like, nobody did leg day. Everybody fucking skipped leg day. And you look at fucking Jake here, and it's the same fucking thing. It's like the 80s. Like, he's all fucking chest, and his legs are fucking scrawny as all shit. Even those old, like, Saturday Night Live sketches that used to be out there with Kevin Nealon and David McCarvey, where they were the two bodybuilders, like, everything was just being about the buff body. They didn't, you know, they had the regular legs, so they just put on the bodysuit for, the, for, you know, the top of everything, just to be really muscular. And so, it's kind of the same here, where you just kind of look like, okay, but it's weird, because... I mean, this must have been one of the first things that he's ever done in his life, like, ever in terms of acting in a movie. Because, you know, he did the whole, like, motivational, like, we're going to pump you up type thing, and we're going to make sure that you have a great body. You're going to have a body just like Jake, body by Jake. Like, that's the whole thing that he's got going on there. But when it comes to this film, like, he doesn't really do anything. I mean, he's, like, fine, like, for a killer that's hopped up on PCP, he's fine, but he's obviously been overdubbed. And like, they didn't do things right. And there's a couple of things that we're gonna like go through. There's one big one that I wanna explain how bad the sound editing in this movie is, uh, that we'll talk about it. It's, and it sucks because it's much later on, and I can't really get into it right now because it does ruin part of the movie. So, I, and, yeah, I know everything gets ruined in this stupid thing anyway, but please, let's, we'll just talk about it at that time. But honestly, like, the first thing that you guys gotta realize when we, before we start getting into this whole podcast thing and before I go off, is that this movie is not really available to stream anywhere. Like, I looked for up and down at the end of the last episode when I was talking about it, you know, I had to find it on YouTube, and it's available completely for free, completed, and I almost want to say, you know, go watch it, because, like, the dialogue, a lot of it, it really is not important. Like, nothing is important to the way that this movie moves. Like, you could go either beforehand and go to Wikipedia and read the description and get a summation of this movie, and then you'd be like, fine. Or you could just go watch it. Like, it doesn't do it justice just to listen to it on this, no matter how I feel about the movie. So, it is available. If you haven't seen it yet, it is there on YouTube. You could pause this, go watch it. It's about an hour and 23 minutes. But the quality is pretty terrible, especially when it goes into the nighttime. It is so hard to see anything that's going on. And it's partially because of the way the movie's shot. 
and partially because of the uploaded quality to YouTube. It's like the fifth time somebody's uploaded or something, and finally the fucking things just went, oh, fuck it, I'll just fucking let it stay up here. So this algorithm just passes over it because it's been up here for so long, it's like pixelated beyond hell, and you got to watch it this way. But it's still watchable, and it, you know... I think it's still really kind of worth a watch if you're truly, truly interested in watching it just based upon the trailer. But, you know, you still could get by it. But there are a couple of things that, like I said, with the dialogue, it's it just doesn't really do anything. And there's so there are some clips in here that I'm doing just so that I can kind of talk about it. But you totally don't need to, like... I totally don't need it in here. There's just some parts I just, oh man. And there's some hilarious things that it's hard, you know, I'm going to describe them, but you want to see a couple of these kills. There's one in particular that I think is one of the funniest fucking things that I have ever seen. I had to rewind it like three times because I could not stop fucking laughing about it. And I'm still like, it still brings a smile to my face now that I'm thinking about it. And I'm probably going to go off laughing again when I discuss it in the goddamn podcast because it's so fucking ridiculous. But nonetheless... Uh, let's go ahead and just get started with the podcast. And like I said, please be wary of the audio because even with the pixelation of the YouTube video, the audio still is kind of like, it's literally being converted off a cassette. Like, it's, so you got a lot of the sh- stuff where normally it would be like empty sound and I could kind of truncate it. But instead, we've got, like, VCR sound. Like, not from the VCR, but on old VHS tapes. If you know what I mean. Like, that's the thing. If you never experienced an old VHS tape, and I'm not talking about, like, a VHS tape because it's old, but I'm talking about one that's been recorded on, like, six or seven times or more, and there's just, like, a hum that's always going to be there no matter what you record from it, then you'll know what I'm talking about, and you'll be like, oh, okay, but for those that don't, this is something that you're just going to have to deal with when we go with the audio. So um, so let us get our intro directly to the film and what exactly, what the hell is going on. Because right when the film starts, we get to hear uh, a little radio broadcast and we get to see Jay's first victim. Sean Randall, consumer protection expert to the stars, will be coming up in the next hour of the Writer's Digest. Here's John reports that you could be paying too much for home mortgages, and it'll really pay you to shop around. Well, the weatherman is calling for partly cloudy skies today with an inland high of 69, city center high of 60, and beaches 55. Currently broadcast center, it's 40. Hey, you want a beer? Six-year-old Jay Jones escaped from the Hobart State Hospital for the criminally insane last night after killing an attendant and leaving a guard in critical condition. Jones was committed to Hobart eight years ago after a lengthy and well-publicized trial following the bludgeoning death of both of his parents. We talked with a state police department spokesman shortly after Jones's escape last night. He's extremely dangerous and probably armed. 
and he could be on PCP. Jones is Caucasian, 6 feet 3, 220 pounds, with curly brown hair. If you see anyone answering this description, stay clear of him, and notify your local law enforcement agency immediately. Again, police are asking for your cooperation in So there's a couple of really ridiculous things that are going on here in that opening broadcast. First, the fact that there's just some random guy on the side of the freeway in L.A. And he's chugging a beer. And when Jay walks up, he's like, want a beer? And then Jay just fucking strangles the shit out of him. And then you can hear the really badly dub of him and, like, his laughter. How he's supposed to be this, like, psychotic killer. And then the other thing that's ridiculous is the... Just the whole radio program of whatever is going on. Because before, it's just kind of talking about things. And then all of a sudden, when the guy comes on, it's like, while he's getting strangled, he's talking about how his wife's going to have a bunch of people over for Thanksgiving. And everybody wants a turkey leg. How can everybody have a turkey leg? So I've got like 45 different fucking turkeys all over the house right now. And it's like... You have a ton of, you bought a ton of turkeys just so everybody can have a goddamn turkey leg? You can just go buy fucking turkey legs, you know that, right? Like, I went out and bought a couple of turkey legs the other day just to make for dinner, and it was really simple and a lot cheaper than buying whole fucking turkeys. Well, the last thing that's really ridiculous with this is when, like, the policeman comes on and they're, like, changing it to, like, police talk, like, almost like it's a CBB radio, like, that's who they talk to. And then it just changes. Like, he just changes his voice. It's still the same fucking radio guy. You know, it'd be like if I was talking like this and everything was going on. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, Officer Bill was coming down. Or this is Officer Bill over here. And I'm here talking like this. But then I never changed my voice when it went back. Like, it wasn't even... It's At least in my mind, it sounds exactly the same. Just slightly pitched. So, like, hey, we need one guy to do the voiceover, and all we're going to have is just fucking you. So, there you go. Just <laughs> go ahead and keep reading. So, Jay here, uh, he is an escape mental patient that has killed his parents. And we really don't get a whole lot from his backstory. I mean, it does say that, you know, he escaped from the mental institution, but he goes off driving on the freeway, and that's where we get our lovely intro theme song. And we get the credits for the film. Then towards the end of the credits, we see him, he's coming up, and he's just laughing. And this is something that happens all the time. And part of the reason is, is because he decided to take a dropper, or not necessarily a dropper, takes goddamn needle of PCP, right? They show him shooting up in the goddamn car, but he doesn't shoot up like a normal person shoots up. He decides to shoot up right directly underneath his tongue. Well, okay, I'm not very experienced with PCP. In fact, I'm not experienced at all with PCP. So I don't know if you're supposed to shoot it directly under your tongue or whatever. But honestly, I don't think that's the way that it actually works. If it does, well, fuck. That's something brand new to me. And I don't need to learn any more about it because I'm not planning to do PCP anytime soon. So here he is going crazy. And he's driving down the street. And then there's the old lady that's about to go across the crosswalk. And then with his dubbed fucking laugh, oh, his oh terrible dubbed fucking laugh, and it's clearly not like synced with him because in or he sped up. Like it's one of the two things. Either like they they had to laugh, but they're like, you know what? We need to make him look more crazy than he actually is. But you know what? This is fucking body by Jake, and he looks really fucking crazy right now. So 
just let him do whatever he's doing. So he does his, like, laugh, and they speed up him or whatever the fuck they do. And then he plows right into the old lady, but you don't get to see anything. Like, it literally is like he's about to do it, and then all of a sudden it's like freeze frame, and one, two, three, like they tilt it, and then there's just a splatter of blood on the windshield. So either she went under the car, or she went off to the side, or something, but that's it. We just get a splatter of blood. There's cars everywhere, by the way. There's cars driving by him, there's cars going around, there's a lady that sees him. But he just keeps going, going. Like, nobody does anything. There's no reaction after the fact when the blood hits the windshield. There's nobody, like, trying to call the cops. There's nobody doing anything. It literally just cuts away. And, well, <laughs> we see him laughing some more. And then he drives off. And then we get to meet two of our other protagonists. Or, you know, victims, I guess you can say, for this film. Because they're going off to wherever this guy, this guy Scott and his girlfriend... And they're going to Scott's, like, place. I guess he's renting a place from some guy named Bradley. And it's a farm way outside of Los Angeles. And you decide this is the perfect place to take her, I guess, what kind of feels like their first, like, getaway together. It's lovely out here. No smog, clean air. <laughs> What's next? Nothing but nice people, good food, and a great time. Mm-hmm. Bradley will take some getting used to. He's really a nice guy. I'm just a little nervous. Mm came close to going off the deep end when his record company went under. Oh, my. But you'll like him. Mm. I think you'll find his son quite amusing, or at least different. Well, well that's the way the scene ends. Again, this is kind of the weird thing about this film, in that there's a lot of, like, things that seem to go nowhere. Like, they do weird cuts, they do weird edits with audio, and right there, it's just kind of like, well, and then it cuts over and we see Bradley, and he's arguing with his son, who's basically, he looks like he's a fucking mime, okay? He's dressed up, but from what I understand from descriptions and reading about things, he's actually a part of the KISS army. What? I didn't know that fucking mimes were a part of the KISS army. Which fucking player is that? Which Gene Simmons is he on the current tour right now? Because he's in dressed up like a kitty cat or star child or where the fuck Gene Simmons wants to be. But he is no way a, a KISS army member. He's a, give him fucking white gloves and then give him a fucking French hat or something like that. And he's a fucking mime that's playing guitar. And, and if he really was a mime, he wouldn't speak as much as he was. But of course, He's the one causing problems for his father. His father is Bradley. And you know what his name happens to be, or what at least they call him in the film? They call him Mistake. I really thought he had a different name. And at one point in the film, I was like, wait, what was his name? Because they keep, like, they, one of the other characters is like, he brings up, if I hear his name again, but I'm like, they've never really said his name. And then I realized in the beginning somewhere, they do actually say Mistake. I mean, who names their kid that? Like, there's a reason probably why he was called Mistake, but you don't fucking call him Mistake. Like, that's a, definitely like an oopsie baby from back in the day, right? Imagine if your parents came, like, as you were growing up, called you Mistake. What would you think? Well, apparently he just joins the KISS fucking army because he's like, hey, I'm totally okay with it. And he's kind of an idiot. And, you know, and he does bring his father a bunch of, like, trouble right there in the beginning to the point that he enters the house and he screams, I need a beer! Dinner's almost ready. Uh-huh. Not interested in how the master chefs are doing? Infinitely. Okay. He's driving me to drink. Perhaps to drugs. 
<laughs> Mistakes got you again, huh? I think you're just too hard on him. You want yeah. I think I need a Valium. Ah, you don't need a beer. I don't? No. Hmm? You don't need a Valium. Hmm? No, no, no. What do I need? You need to relax. Hmm? Oh, yes. You mean I'll relax? Just totally relax. Oh, no, 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 no. Get your mind off. <laughs> Jeez, why don't you two just start fucking in the kitchen already? I mean, you're already starting to go at it with everybody fucking there. You see, that's Bradley. And then his son is Mistake, and you can even hear his girlfriend there say what his son's name was. And I missed it the first time I was watching this, because I was just more mesmerized by the fact that they were already starting to, like, heavily make out in the fucking kitchen. And meanwhile, the little girl Angel is back there. And then whoever his girlfriend's sister is, I guess that's the mom of Angel... I, fuck, like, they set up some things, and they set them up so quick that you really don't give a shit, and you don't need to give a shit about anything in this film. So, (laughs) they're there, and then she decides, oh, you don't need a beer, you don't need the Valium, and Valium is very popular back in the day to make people relax, but here, she decides, no, you don't need any, you know, Valium as a drug, you need drug pee, my poonanny. So she takes him off to the bedroom so they can go mess around. And then Scott and his girlfriend pull up to the front. And then he starts to try to mess around with her in the front seat of his car right in front of the damn house that they're staying at. We cut over and we see that Jay, he's driving out towards wherever they are. Like, how does he know where to go? Like, he just leaves the city and then he decides, huh... This place is a great place to drive up. And then the other thing that drives me fucking batty with this is that the blood is on the windshield of the car. You would think that he's driving out there, he's going to be using the freeway or he's going to be using side streets. Okay, if you're using side streets, maybe then nobody's going to really see you and what the hell's going on with your car. But honestly, right now, like, he... (laughs) he, Why wouldn't anybody say anything? He's got blood on his fucking, like, windshield. This makes no sense. Somebody would have been like, hey, dude, do you know you got blood up in there? Like, how the fuck did that happen? And then the way that it even... Oh, God. I could go off on that thing for, like, the next hour of it. Like, the trajectory of the woman, right? And the trajectory of the blood. Like, how does the blood get on the windshield that way? If she went under the car, especially we didn't see her roll over the car, how did it happen? And it really just looks like somebody from off-screen... Threw the fucking blood onto the fucking car windshield. Okay, I'm spending way too much time on this already. And we're already way past that part. But seriously though, somebody would have seen that car with a fucking dent. It doesn't have a dent in the front of it. Like, that's the best fucking station wagon I've ever fucking seen. Because it can run over and kill old ladies. And one, get blood to splash on the windshield. And two, don't even bounce them off. Just easily run over them. And then she had groceries. So where the fuck the groceries go? Okay. That's more than enough that you need to talk about this. Remember what they told you in that class? You gotta settle down your anger and not focus on old things. Just move forward. So anyway, the other thing that I forgot to talk about in the beginning of the podcast, and I can't believe I forgot this up until this point, and yes, I know I'm going back a little bit, but this was actually uh, confiscated in the whole video nasties thing in the UK. Like, there's nothing really obscene about this, but for some reason, this is a video nasty. And there's no reason for this movie to even be involved in that whole thing. So it's kind of odd that it's in there, especially after watching the whole film. I don't know what they had against it. Maybe it was just, you know, Jake. They didn't like his body. So, fuck you. <laughs> Your film goes away. So now that we've established that Jay is out there in the same vicinity as this whole Thanksgiving dinner is going on, we cut back and we see that, you know, really, these people, they basically only make out. 
Like, that's it. Scott and his girl are making out in the car. We have Bradley and his girlfriend. They're making out in his bedroom. And I'm surprised we haven't cut to somebody else making out, because that's all it seems like everybody in this movie does so far. So while Scott and his girl are making out in front, Mistake shows up, sneaks up in the car, and starts playing a nasty fucking riff, and then, like, surprises the hell of them, which causes Scott to jump out and chase Mistake all over the house. Eventually, he chases them all the way into Bradley's room, where he interrupts them making out after she's already gotten her boobs out. Oh, wow. My lucky day. Two for the price of one. I've got you now. Scott. You! Will you get the hell out of here? Mistake. This is your last time. Uh-oh, I think a complication is developing. You get a rain check. This is Jennifer. How come you didn't come around before? An exposure to that? Rock and roll forever. Maybe she'll be successful. Okay, so Bradley here is totally okay with his girlfriend, whose name is Linda, by the way, killing his son Mistake just because he fucking cock-blocked him. Like, he was ready to get it on. And the fact that she's, like, laying in bed, like, she's got her boobs out, and then all of a sudden when Mistake runs in, he's like, ooh, hey, look, Dad's girlfriend. And originally I thought that that was, like, his wife, so it would be Mistake's mom or some shit like that. But no, luckily he wasn't getting excited the fact that his parents were getting on. But his dad definitely was. His dad was about to get some. And then you're, like, totally okay with coming in and, like, doing that. And then he's all excited because he's seen two pairs of boobs for the day. Like... Okay, maybe at his age... Well, he looks like he's in his fucking 20s, but I think he's supposed to be in his, like, late teens or some shit like that. And I would probably totally be excited, too, if I saw somebody that looked somewhat around my age. That's the other thing, okay? Bradley, like, he looks... Maybe he could be Mistake's father. Like, it's close. It's very close. But Linda? Linda? Linda looks like she could be Mistake's age, so either they miscast Mistake, like he's a lot older than he should have been, or they miscast Linda and Linda should have been older. But I get it, sometimes, you know, older men, sometimes they get with women in their 30s, so Mistake must be in his 30s too, because, well, she's actually kind of hot. So this is the introduction that Scott's girlfriend Jennifer gets to almost everybody that's there living on this ranch in the middle of nowhere. So you've got Bradley and his girlfriend, Linda. You've got Gail, who is the friend of Linda. Yes, I'm just remembering these names now. Forget it. They're totally useless. And I really don't care about any of the characters in this movie. And then you got Mistake, who she meets when she's making out with her friend. Luckily, you know, when she was doing whatever she was doing with Scott... And I think he's not really necessarily excited about seeing two pairs of boobs. I think it's just that he caught two different people making out in the day. And he gets the bonus of seeing fucking Linda's boobs uh, instead of just, you know, passing and not seeing anything from Jennifer whatsoever. So from there, they all go into the house and that's where we get to meet uh, Wayne and his girlfriend who, well, here, listen. Oh, 
for a long time. All day, all night. <laughs> Hello! And who is this lovely dish? This is Jennifer. Why don't you introduce your friend? Quietly. Don't give up your day job, honey. Ay, gracias. Bradley, she's hot. Really hot. A jalapeno. So that's Wayne and Maria. And honestly, we'll talk more about Wayne in the future because there's stuff that actually kind of goes with him. But with Maria, she's such a fucking Mexican stereotype that it's ridiculous. Like, she doesn't speak any English throughout the whole fucking movie. And when she does say stuff in Spanish, it's like simple ass shit that even I can fucking understand, okay? And my Spanish is piss fucking poor for being a Mexican, okay? It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. And then she just, she's always fucking like with this guitar in some way, or she's speaking really fucking loudly. Like, it's just really fucking annoying. Like, the entire time that she's on the screen, she's just fuck it. Like, I just want her off. Like, just get off the fucking screen. And who cares about your fucking guitar and playing your one fucking note the entire time that you're playing your fucking guitar and oh oh so linda comes back into the house after she's been chasing around mistake outside and she comes back and she just is so fucking tired of everything that he's been doing i can't take it i can't take him anymore he's gotta go really definitely bury him deep I'm gonna kill myself. Make that a double value. What's the matter? The kid getting on your nerves? Maybe I can slip some arsenic in his suit. Hi, I'm Gail. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm gonna get my baby something to drink. What would you like, sweet face? I hope it's not wine, because someone I know forgot to pick it up at the store this morning. Oh, damn. Just what I need to top off a perfect day. Well, well, I guess I've got time to make to the store. Bradley, darling, give me the keys to your car. Sure. The battery's on the blink, but uh, it might be all right. Well, here, take mine. It's on the other side of the garage. Thanks, Scott. Sure. Wait, I'll go with you. Bradley, darling, while we're gone, why don't you put some peas on the stove? Is that all you want me for? Just my peas? <laughs> Will someone please go change it for me? Come on, I gotta go get my purse. So Linda decides to go out with Gail to go and get the wine that she needs to deal with the mistake. And is anybody else really bothered by the fact that everybody was totally okay with just fucking often mistake? Like, it didn't even seem like it was a joke. Including his own father. His father's like, yeah, well, hopefully she does it soon. And then, like, Gail comes in. And what the fuck kind of name is Gail? But I really shouldn't fucking complain about names. But she, like, is like, I could put some arsenic in his food so that way he's fucking dead. Like, come on. The dude's just kind of bugging you. He's a young kid that's a fan of Kiss. I mean, yeah, that's reason enough for him to basically be on a hit list, but 
hey, you know, give us some slack. Eventually, he's going to learn that there's other bands out there than Kiss that are much, 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 much better. So Linda and Gail leave with Scott's car to go to the store, and then we get the running joke of peas. Like, it seems like it's constantly being joked and talked about, and the one constant thing in the movie that happens in a lot of pieces of dialogue for some reason, talk about peas in them. We also get Jennifer meeting Angel for the very first time. Where's the peas? And this is Angel. Well, hello. You're so pretty. Angel, this is Jennifer. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Is there anything I can do to help? Help? Yeah. Here. Make a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your friend here, honey? What's his name? Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann? I can never find where this chick keeps anything. Where are the peas? So I guess it's supposed to be funny for the fact that he goes into the kitchen, oh, he doesn't know where the fucking peas are, yet this is his house, like... I really don't get it, because he's constantly looking around, he even asks Angel, do you know where the peas are? Where are the peas? And then they go into talking to the little girl. The other thing that's ridiculous is the whole thing that's set up with that fucking Raggedy Ann doll that's, like, right there. Like, look at it, okay? In the 80s, Raggedy Ann and Andy were fucking huge. Huge! To the fact that there was a movie during that time that my sister and I fucking loved, and is really fucking trippy especially this one scene where they go into like this taffy type area and everything oh my god it is one of the trippiest fucking things that you've ever seen i swear to god you guys need to go out and watch the raggedy ann and andy movie secondly it has long fucking hair okay and raggedy ann he or she see even i'm doing because of this fucking bitch uh, Raggedy Ann had the long hair, and Raggedy Andy wore the overalls. That thing's wearing a dress, and you automatically say, Oh, what's your dolly's name? And then the kid who... I have seen plenty of horror movies with really bad child actors, especially 80s horror. This is 100% the worst I have ever seen out of any of these fucking child actor movies. This is worse than... Godzilla kid acting. Like, those are terrible. Those are probably the worst in all of cinema, is when you take the young Japanese kids and you put them to do something in those old 60s Godzilla films. This girl is even worse, because they say to the girl, what is his name? But that's the first thing with the, with the lady, okay, with Jennifer. It's, that had to be like the seventh take or something, they're just like, look, we're just gonna fucking roll with it, okay? It's not a he. It's a she. You can totally tell that's a she doll. But then the kid, it's like, well, what's the dolly's name? And doll, a raggedy Andy? Like, she can't get the fucking line right. I know I shouldn't be bitching about a little girl, but come on. They obviously, like, redubbed that. Because you can even kind of tell that in between, she says dolly, then slowly corrects herself. So... That also had to be like, okay, this is the only take that we can get with a girl. We can't redo anything else that's in here. Or we can't get this girl to do any more takes because she keeps just saying dolly, dolly, dolly over again. And she barely can do anything. She can barely repeat the lines so we don't really have her say anything. Uh, even the way that she, she looks at the camera in a couple spots, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Sparkly would say, terrible. That's terrible. Terrible. 
Anyway, so Jay has arrived to the farm finally. Like, he's outside, and he's kind of stalking everybody, and he's still fucking high on PCP. Like, the PCP in this seems to last, like, a whole two days or some shit. But he's there, and he realizes that he wants to kill everybody here, so the best way to do it is to turn out the lights. And so he goes to the breaker, and he completely shuts everything off. And that pisses off Wayne, because he's busy watching the football game, and he's got a lot riding on it. Hold on a minute. What happened to the TV? Power's always going off around here. Some drunk probably had a power pole. Maybe it's just temporary. I hate to bust your bubble, but when it goes out, it usually goes out for about eh, three or four hours. Three to four hours? It's okay, though. I got an emergency generator outside. Great. You gotta watch that game. I got a big bet on it. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, man. What's gonna happen is that it'll get us lights, but it won't get us a television set. I don't believe this. I got too much on this game to miss it. Wayne, you're a mercenary person. What? What the fuck does that mean? You're a mercenary person? Um, does that mean because he's just, like, out there for the kill? He's there just to get the money and leave? What the hell is he talking about? The other thing is, is that you were not going to go check the breakers at all. Like, that would be the first thing that I think I would check. Like, if I had a power outage, and I know I have a generator, first I want to be like, oh, well, yeah, it's a regular occurrence, but let me double-check the breakers real fast to make sure that everything's on. Because if he had just gone and done that, he would have turned the electricity back to everything, Wayne would stop fucking bitching about the money that he's got on the fucking game, and then they'd have electricity for everybody. Maybe he gets killed by Jay, maybe he doesn't. But instead, he goes out to the generator, and that fucking pisses Wayne off, because for some reason, the generator is strong enough to get them power, but won't allow the TV to turn on? Won't allow the TV to get a signal? Like, what exactly does that do? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, hey, that's the way this movie goes. So... He goes out there, he turns the generator on, and then he tells them that, look, it's only going to have a couple hours worth of gas, so I need to go out and get some gas, so that way, hey, we can have a lot more time if the power doesn't come on till you know, tomorrow morning or the next day or whatever. It's almost dark, and uh, we got enough gas in the generator to last about three or four hours. I think I'm going to take a run on up to uh, the gas station to get something before it closes. I should be back for the girls, huh? You want some company? Are you kidding? And take you away from this beautiful girl? No, never. <laughs> you stay where you are. Hurry up, huh, Brad? We got some business to discuss. So he decides to take his crappy old Jeep out to go and get the gas from the gas station on the way. And before we go on to the next little scene, you know, there's this whole talk right here about business that Wayne and him have. But we never know and never learned what exactly that business is. Like, it really is just kind of like a red herring, like communism or some shit. And it never really fucking establishes itself. It's like a MacGuffin, right? We hear it again a little later on, but what the fuck was the reason? So the only reason that he came out there to celebrate anything with anybody is because he had business with Bradley. No, no other reason. Nothing else. Just business. So, when we get that little tidbit of non-information, we follow Bradley out on his journey to the gas station, and he runs into Jay's car, which now has been abandoned on the side of the road. And he decides, hey, instead of going to the fucking gas station, why don't I just siphon the gas from this fucking car right here? Which, he does. He manages to have a hose, and he has his fucking gas can. But who the fuck carries a siphon hose with them when they go out, like, anywhere? 
The only people that would do that are fucking rednecks, right? Because that's the way that you want to get your best gas. Or fucking thieves or whatever. Somebody on their fucking run or some shit like that. Why would this guy just have a random hose that he would have so that he could fucking siphon gas from people other than he's a fucking asshole? So he's got his siphon hose and he starts taking the gas out of Jay's car that he just left there. We cut back over to the house and we see that Wayne and Maria are kind of making out. But that really bothers Mistake because Mistake has a thing for Maria. How dare you touch the woman I love? Oh, man. Give us a break, please. Can't you leave us alone? Yeah, I can get into that. I don't believe he's actually leaving us alone. (laughs) Not so long. Let's you and I make music together. Want something a little stronger than beer? Yeah. 357 Magnum. Okay, why did she have to say I que rico after every fucking little thing that she says anyway? And she fucking understands English just fine because everybody fucking talks English around there and she's the only one that constantly talks in Spanish and then she's just like looking at fucking mistake like Oh, what the hell are you saying? And he's like, I want to be with you. I'm like the fucking reject from Kiss or a mime. I can't quite decide which way I want to go yet. I might be a mime sometime later on, but I've got these awful fucking licks that could belong in fucking Kiss. Like, what the fuck is going like wrong with these people? So... And then fucking Wayne, he just wants to shoot himself in the head or again, shoot fucking mistake because he wants something strong. He wants something more than a beer. Yeah, give me a fucking 367 Magnum or whatever the fuck he says. Oh man, it's just so fucking stupid. So after this little interlude here, we cut back over to Bradley and Bradley, he can't start his Jeep now. And we get the funniest kill in the entire movie, a hands down This is the scene that made me laugh the most. So, (laughs) it's so fucking stupid. So, he, his battery's dying. He thinks, well, since I've already siphoned the fucking gas from the car, and there's nobody around, I might as well steal the fucking battery too, right? So, he gets out his tools. He has the tools to remove a battery in his fucking car. And he starts to remove the battery from Jay's car on the side of the road the one that he stole from earlier and again there's still blood on the fucking windshield of this car and nobody he doesn't even fucking know like the fucking uh, hood i was about to say lid but the hood is up on the car and like is that enough to cover the front of it but as you're walking by you don't fucking pay attention or some shit and how did you get the hood up oh so there is bradley and he is trying his hardest to get the battery out, and he's almost got it. And then out of the middle of nowhere, like, during a wrestling match, and I'm not talking about, you know, a wrestling wrestling, I'm talking about, like, the WWF, uh, where the the guy, he's been on the mat, and he's like, oh, my God, and you've got the heel, he's just gotten up, and he's a little bit dazed, he's not paying attention to what's going on, and who's on the top rope? Why, it's Body by Jake, and Body by Jake comes off the top rope and <laughs> gives the people's elbow to the hood of the car and slams it down on top of poor old Bradley. It's so fucking stupid, but it still makes me laugh 
Because he literally is like, raw! And it comes down and boom! Fucking smashes it right on top of him and then keeps jumping on it until fucking Bradley dies. It is so fucking stupid. Oh my god, it is so hilariously, like, I had to replay it three times because I fucking love it. It's so bad, yet it's so good at the same time that it's great. It literally is <laughs> just jumping off and, it, like, how he can get that much air by just running and jumping. Man, he must be not skipping leg day after all. Like, because for him to make that type of leap with no trees, nothing else around him to jump off of, to come on top of that and then be able to kill Bradley and crush his head in, uh, is fucking amazing. So now Bradley is the first of all of the people that are at this Thanksgiving to be killed. And we cut back and we see that Lyndon and Gail, they're starting to drive back home. It's starting to get late. It's starting to get dark. And the first kill happened to be, not necessarily Jay's first kill, but the first kill of this family happened to be, you know, as the sun was setting, let's say. And then that's where they realize that they don't know how to get back to Bradley's farm. I can't believe we're lost. Well, I haven't driven out around here much at night. Why does Bradley live out here in the sticks? I don't know, but it sure is spooky. Well, so now what are we going to do? Why don't you get the map out? Is there one in here? Can you turn on the dome light, please? Sure. You sure you remember where Bradley lives? Yeah. Where did you find him? I don't know. Well, we couldn't even get a hold of him to find out what kind of wine they want. I wonder what's wrong with those stupid phones. Hey, that was strange. The phones being out of order? Hey, it's going along with the rest of our day. It's definitely, definitely bad karma. Does he use that for an excuse very often? Yeah, right. as a matter of fact, he has. Here, let me look at that. Go straight down here. We'll hang a right. That looks familiar. Come on, let's go for it. I hope so. I'll get the out. All right, we may need it. So... I forgot to mention the fact that because I'm laughing so hard at the other scene that Jay did creep back up to the house and he cut the phone line in the house so nobody has access to anything, any of the outside world. We also get a kind of a weird, kind of creepy, kind of heartfelt scene. I don't really want know which way to go with it between, uh, you know, Angel and Mistake. Where Mistake does like magic tricks. And honestly, he's a pretty good magician, for at least for the scene. So I guess he's a kiss-reject-my-magic musician? I don't know what the fuck he is. But it's really creepy because she's just like, I love you, Mistake. And then he's like, I love you too. Like, it's like creepy voices all around between the girl and the fucking kid. And I get they're probably like cousins. Because if I'm not mistaken, Angel is the daughter of Gale. And Gail, I believe, is the sister of Linda. Though a lot of things say they're just friends. But I could have sworn in the beginning, like, they said something about it. Like, her being actually her sister. But if it's just a friend, then it's even creepier. Because for some reason, the little girl is enamored with this fucking kiss wannabe. And she really shouldn't. And then he's just like, ugh, like, ugh, pedo creepy in that section. But if they're cousins, I can kind of be okay with it. Because, you know, you love your cousin. Especially when they're younger cousins to the older cousin. And the older cousin is just there. So, whatever. It doesn't really mean anything. But, ugh, ugh. I don't want to think about it. Anyway. So, there's that little magic section. And we see that Gail and Linda are lost. And from there we cut back over. And we see that Wayne, he's getting really impatient 
because Bradley has been gone for some time and there's business that they have to talk about and the fact that he can't watch his fucking football game. Bradley's been gone more than an hour. <laughs> I'm going to miss the game. And I'm starved. How about an hors d'oeuvre? Maria, autre mas. Don't be too bashful with those hors d'oeuvres. Dinner's going to have to wait until the others get back. I don't believe Bradley's not back yet. Well, you know, Bradley's been having a little trouble with his battery. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he stopped to replace it up at the gas station. Better check that out. Where is that gas station? About five miles from here. Hillside Drive. I'll give him a call and see if he's still there, right? Has anyone seen Angel and her brother? Please, don't bring his name up again. Phone's dead. Well, that explains why we haven't heard from Bradley. Linda and Gail should be back by now, though. Damn it. I forgot to tell them about my gas gauge. I bet they've run out of gas. Believe this. I came here to discuss business. Well, I'm not going to sit around here any longer. Scott, you and I will go find him. Now, you go ahead. I'm going to stay here with the troops. I don't want to leave them here without a man around. Okay, Marie, you stay here. I'll leave us. Kind of day. I'll be back in 15 minutes. That's what they all said. Are you sure you don't have problems with your car, too? It may be a gas guzzler, but it runs like a top. Whoa, 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 whoa. What did I just hear here? That mistake is Angel's brother? That wasn't what they like, fucking established, like, anywhere. I could have sworn that was talked about earlier that Angel was, it, or at least it made it seem like, especially when Gail asked Scott, hey, can you watch Angel for me? Like, that Gail was Angel's fucking mother. So now you're saying that Linda is Gail's mother? And then that means that Angel is Bradley's daughter? Like, we never had that established. So she is related to Mistake. Like, what, I don't, I don't know what's fucking going on here, but this sounds like this is like some type of script writing or some type of editing that needed to happen where they explained something somewhere and then decided, hey, you know what? This has no relevance to anything in the movie and they forgot to take this fucking part out. The other thing that's going on here is that everybody's waiting for everybody and I like the fact that Jennifer at the end of it when he's gonna leave says that, oh, well, is your car okay? Cause everybody's car seems to have fucking problems. Because Scott's car has a problem with the fucking gas, so, well, the gas gauge, and doesn't necessarily say when it's gonna be running out of gas, then there's the issue with fucking Bradley's car and the battery, and the fact that, well, the battery's not working quite correctly, and then he's like, no, my car's perfectly fine. So he jumps in the car, he goes out there, and guess who's in the back seat? Well, it happens to be Jay, who slashes his throat, but we don't see anything. Like, he does run over it with a knife, but there's no blood until, like, a little bit later, and then he's fucking dead. Like, he does it, and there's nothing on his neck. It's fucking ridiculous. Again, why was this obtained as a video nasty? I don't get it. Maybe it was just the time frame that it was out, and they just decided, oh, we're just gonna throw it in there because why the fuck not? But there really is no bloody thing until, honestly, like, towards the end of the movie. Maybe it was that whole scene with Mistake and the little girl. But then again, if that's her brother, then who gives a shit? There's nothing wrong with that. And maybe they threw this in there and they said brother at this point because they realized, oh, that's fucking creepy. We need to make sure that people know that they're related so that way this isn't as creepy as it fucking sounds. 
So after Wayne has been killed, we go back into the house and we see that, oh, a mistake is now making his moves on Maria because Wayne is now gone and they've decided to set parts of the table up in preparation for them to come back. And also the fact that, you know, hey, Scott and Jennifer and Scott still fucking horny from earlier. He wants to finish exactly what they started. I am star. I eat this whole thing by myself. And I know. Hey, hey, everyone. Now that the redneck is gone and the other two assholes haven't returned, we can have a party. I don't have the Do you know what it is? With all this hassle, you haven't had a chance to come up and see my apartment. We can't leave now. Why not? Wayne won't be back for a while. <laughs> oh, my lovely lady. There's only some way I could tell you how I feel about you. Como? Maria will keep the kid busy. Como? Angel's asleep. All right. Okay, sure, all my friends have left. Nobody's here. Let's just go off into the middle of nowhere and fuck in my apartment. Because I want to make sure that we do it. And you know what? Maria, she's going to keep him busy because he wants to get some of that sweet fucking Spanish ass that she's got there. So let's just go to my apartment. My shitty little one bedroom. And then he, like, proceeds to show her around first. Like, ooh, look, there's a kitchenette over there. And there's a bedroom here. And then, ooh, there's the couch. And we can just totally get it on on top of the couch. Which... They do. Uh, we go back out and we see Linda and Gail. They're still lost and they're driving along and they get pulled over by a pair of cops and they use their womanly assets to make sure that they don't get a ticket. So what do we tell the storm? How about two buggies and a jank? Oh, very hey, let's, let's go. Okay. I don't need a ticket. Hi. Hi. Yes, sir. Did I do something wrong? Yeah, you're in uh, direct violation of Section 22350 of the California Vehicle Code. What's that? Well, uh, speeding. 55 in a 35 mile an hour zone. Well, now, you girls haven't been drinking tonight, have you? Oh, no. No, we just bought these at the store. See, they're still unopened. Yeah, in fact, we're lost. Um, Where are you headed? Well, do you know Harold Bradley? He owns some big ranch somewhere around here. I think we're close, but... No, I uh, don't, but can't you call him? Oh, no, the phones are out. Can I see your driver's license? Oh, uh, all right. It's it's right here somewhere. You, you're not really going to give me a ticket, are you? Well, I really hate to, but you know what? Speeding isn't safe. You know, it's dangerous out here. Yeah. I'd hate to see uh, you two pretty girls uh, get an accident out here. You ever seen a head-on collision? Oh, oh, no, no, no. It's not a pretty sight. Um, well, you, you just wouldn't believe what I've been through today. And, and gee, if, if, if I get a ticket tonight, I'll just die. Can't you guys go easy on her? She really has had a tough day. I, I really think a warning would be sufficient, Jim. Okay, partner. I think we can uh, give him a warning this time. Oh, great. Hey, listen, but slow down out here. It's, uh, it's really dangerous out here. Okay. I promise. Promise. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really, I appreciate it. All right. See you later. I hope so. So the entire time the cop has, like, his flashlight directly on her fucking cleavage. And she's obviously putting it out there. And you know what? 
That fucking sucks. You know, the one time I tried to let one ball out as the cop was coming by, he didn't even fucking notice. And in fact, he gave me a second ticket when he finally did for indecent exposure. And here these girls here are just hanging out their boobs and they're getting away with it for free. What the fuck is wrong with you, L.A.? Fucking accept a nut. Anyway, so the cops go ahead and and go off. And as the girls, they decide to, like, continue on to the ranch because they kind of know where they are. They realize that the cars run out of gas and they decide to walk the rest of the way. We cut back over and we see that Scott and Jennifer have done the nasty. And she's there. We don't get to see anything, but she's completely covered in her, like, blanket that's out there. Uh, and they go back to see, make sure that everything's okay. They run into Maria and Mistake, who's trying to make a song that sounds absolutely terrible. Like, he's playing shitty guitar, and she's playing her one fucking note song over there. Who does she think she fucking is? Tenacious D? Only they can do a one note fucking song and be fucking great at it. But she's there, and then all of a sudden they realize, where's Angel? And they can't find her, and they go inside... And the table has been, like, ransacked. And then Angel, she's underneath the table with a piece of turkey because she's a little fat pig and can't wait for anybody. I mean, she's not a pig, but you know what I mean. She's not fat. I mean, okay, she's just a little girl that's fucking acting like a greedy little bitch that can't wait to fucking eat her food at Thanksgiving when her dad's fucking dead and her mom or whomever it is is going to be dead in just a minute, okay? You couldn't wait just a little bit longer for that Thanksgiving meal. Well, neither can anybody else because they're all going to sit down and have that meal. Meanwhile, we cut back over and we see that Lyndon and Gail, they're walking along and they're still lost out there. But they're getting close to the ranch. They realize they're finally there. But unfortunately, they run into somebody that they shouldn't. The next time you ask me to spend a weekend at your boyfriend's place, honey, I'm asking for hazardous duty pay. Yeah, well, at least we found this and... This place. I don't believe he lose out here in the sticks. And my feet hurt. Are you Ooh. sure this is Bradley's place? I'm positive. Trust me. Oh, looks awful ominous. <laughs> Didn't look this bad in the daylight driving in. Well. Oh. Ah. I am starving. Oh. I could eat a horse. Whose car is this? You know what it's doing parked up here. I know. I think it's Wayne's car. Did you hear something? Wayne? Hey, you wouldn't believe what we've been through tonight. Who is it? And so it's Jay, and as he's walking up to them... I guess maybe it's supposed to be the sounds of him being on PCP, but it really sounds like him, like, fucking whacking it as he's fucking walking it up. Like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm about to kill these girls. Oh my god, this is gonna be great. My pecs, they're great. Make sure to subscribe. Body by Jake. Give that channel a like. Hit the bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he fucking, like picks up Gale and, like, throws her. And there's this weird, like, spinning effect that they do. But he, like, throws her over the top of the car. She hits the car and then hits her head on a rock on the bottom. And that's actually what fucking kills her. And then he goes and runs after Linda. Linda escapes through through the night. But eventually he catches up to her and he kills her, too. Basically by taking one of the bottles that of wine that they had got that broke on the ground and then stabbing her with the broken wine bottle. We go back over to the house and we see that they've decided to set up the whole table and they're just going to go ahead and dig in and eat the whole mess of food 
because they're tired of waiting for everybody that's died out there, been killed by Jay. Like they have some sort of like sixth sense that they know everybody's dead. And so what the fuck? We're not going to let this turkey go to waste. So let's just eat the whole fucking thing. So while they're doing so, mistake, he's still trying to impress Maria and he decides to serve her some stuff, but it doesn't go the way as planned. My lady, would you care for some potatoes, Fantasia? I actually bought them here. With a little butter and herbs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yummy. Enjoy it. Oh, how about a yummy yam? Should I? Mm-hmm. And to touch it off, some rosy red raspberry cranberry sauce. I see. Take her to the bathroom and wash that stuff off. And give her one of your t-shirts. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? What the fuck does she is so fucking Latin? Like, is it because she gets angry? Because she's got that fucking Latin blood that she can fucking just yell at the moment's notice when somebody fucking pours cranberry sauce on her? And it's on fucking purpose? Like, he literally goes over and he just fucking turns his hand. You can see it. It's blatant right there. He just goes and throws it on her so that way he can basically take her to his bathroom and see her with her shirt off. Like, if I was her, of course you'd have angry fucking Latin blood. But really, honestly, she's a fucking Latin stereotype. Like... This is all she does. She says, I que rico. I don't know how many fucking times in this movie. And she only says a couple of things. And she calls them stupid once. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I understand what they're doing. And I understand where they're going for. But at the same time, it kind of pisses me off. Just a tiny bit. But that's probably because, you know, uh, angry Mexican. I mean, <laughs> what can you say? So they go off into the bathroom, and he goes and tries to find a shirt for her, and she tries to rinse off the shirt that she was currently wearing. Uh, Angel and Scott and Jennifer all stay at the table, and while she's basically cleaning her shirt, she gets nabbed by Jay, who holds a knife to her throat. Mistake comes around the corner, and he sees that she's being captive, and then we get the very first time in the entire movie, other than the laughs, that we actually get to hear Jay speak when he's threatening to kill Maria. Sound. And I'll kill her. Wait. Please, please wait. Wait, don't hurt her, please. Please don't hurt her. Look, I'll do anything for you. Please take me instead. Don't hurt her, please. Look, I'll, I'll play my guitar for you. I'll, I'll sing. I'll, I'll do some magic. Please, mister. Please. Wait. Please. Mister, you don't know what you're doing. Please. Oh, come on, God. Please. Please let her go. Please. Let her go. Listen to me. <laughs> Women are no good. <laughs> only cause your problems, man. <laughs> My mother was no good like that. Crazy! No, please!
So he fucking kills Maria anyway after all that fucking pleading. No, don't do it. Don't do it. And then why does he kill her? Because women deserve to die. Where the fuck did this come from? Because he's killed a lot of men in this too. But it's like, don't listen to women. Don't let them fuck with your life. So what? Is he fucking incel now? Is that what's going on? All of a sudden he hates women and his, my mother was a woman. I hated her too. You know, it's fucking, there's like, motivation other than in the beginning he's just a fucking crazy guy that's high on pcp like why can't that just be the reasoning why all of a sudden we gotta throw this in there oh well he doesn't like women either and that's why he killed his mom and now he's killing her and he's given the kid relatively good advice to be honest with you well at times but for the most part it's not a reason to go out killing anybody so he does that and then he chases after mistake eventually corners mistake and then takes his guitar and fucking shocks him with it, like, to death. Like, takes the strings. Because he's always wearing that goddamn, like, amplifier on his back. And he just happened to have the guitar with him at this time. And he even says, I'll play guitar for you. Like, seriously, kid, I've heard how well you play guitar. That's not going to fucking save Maria's life, okay? You're fucking, like, kiss mime reject magician. And there's no way that you're gonna, like, your noodling skills are going to impress body by Jake here into letting her go, especially after the fact that he says women are the fucking devil, like he's fucking Kathy Bates talking about foosball. So he kills Mistake, and actually probably one of the better kills in the movie. Not necessarily funny. Uh, and the same thing again, like he comes down and he goes like stabs her, I guess in the chest or something. I thought he was going to like slit her throat, but he doesn't really do that. I don't know how he does all these fucking kills, but there's never any fucking blood. And really the kill with a mistake just has him like being electrified to death, which you actually get to see. So I guess all the budget was spent on that, not any other fucking kill that they had. Maybe except for the blood that was being thrown onto the windshield that magically he didn't try to clean off his goddamn car. But we're not going to get back into that. So we go back over to the house and they are wondering where anybody is. So Scott decides, you know what, I'm going to go check on them just to make sure everything's okay and make sure that Mistake isn't being a creep. He comes back because he finds Maria's body but can't find Mistake anywhere. And then he tells Jennifer that, hey... We need to be on the lookout because Mistake is fucking crazy and he killed fucking Maria. And that's where they have, you know, a little bit longer thing. And she thinks that, well, maybe it was just like a mistake. Baby, we're in trouble. What are we going to do? Lock all the doors and stay close to Angel. The kid can't take all three of us on at once. God, you know, the kid seemed a little weird, but he didn't seem crazy. Sweetheart, Jennifer's going to take you inside. Look, if you, anything seems strange, you call me. I'm going to okay. start locking the doors and the windows. Okay. okay. Everything's okay. Come on. Okay, so at the end of that, this is where I'm talking about the audio being really fucking weird. So earlier I said I'm going to talk about a scene where everything, like... The editing is really terrible, and you can kind of tell, and this is the best example. At the end of it, she says, like, she's talking, and there's obviously a pause that they did some type of cut. Either she paused, or they did a cut in a very weird way, or they did some, like, ADR that they need to do with the scene, because she, while they're talking, like, she's not really facing the camera, so it doesn't look like she's doing anything, and she looks down at Angel, and that's where she's supposed to tell her that everything is going to be okay. But look, I'm going to play this 
a couple of times. So I'm going to play it once, and then I'll play it again and see if you catch how it's cut. I'm going to okay. start locking the doors and the windows. Okay. okay. Everything's okay. Come on. I'm going to okay. start locking the doors and the windows. Okay. okay. Everything's okay. Come on. So if you didn't catch it the first time, I'm going to play it one last time. And what you're looking for her to do is for her to say, eh, at the end of it, she's going to start saying everything, right? And it may be because of it being sped up, if I slowed it down, you would hear her go, eh, and then, then she says, everything's okay. Like, she, that's how she ends it. So listen to the end of him speaking, and she's going to start saying everything, and then she's going to say, so it's going to go, eh everything's okay and if you're just listening to it it sounds like she says it completely but if you really pay attention close to it you're gonna hear it i'm gonna start locking the doors and the windows okay everything's okay come on so okay okay everything's okay so it's just very weird like and that's how a lot of the audio was cut in this and i really noticed it here in this scene like the editing that they did or at least the adr that they had to do for a couple scenes is one of the reasons why it doesn't really match up. So Angel goes into the bathroom and does her business, and then Scott pulls up, and right after she finishes everything, and kind of startles Jennifer a little bit, but they decide that they're going to go into the living room where the fireplace is, because the generators now run out of power. And before they do, he stops off in the kitchen to get a knife to protect them. What's that for? In case we have to defend ourselves. Where's Angel? She's in the dining room by the fireplace. Scott. We'll go back in the dining room. The fire will be our light. He's out there. It's going to be all right. I mean it. Angel? Angel, honey, stay by the fire. We'll be right in. Keep yourself together. We'll be okay. I'll try. Trust me. So Angel is back there sitting in between the legs of Jennifer, and it looks really, really awkward. Like, Angel doesn't feel like she's that comfortable sitting there in that position, or just the child actor doesn't really want to be there at that point. And there's this really odd conversation that, or at least a statement that Scott makes. He's like, man, I didn't realize you could be such a good mother. And then she's just like, me too. Like, what does that mean? Like, is she just a hot little piece of ass and the only thing that you realize that she was good for is buffing, you know, your floor and then taking it up the butt every once in a while? Like, wh- <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, I guess in a way, you could be like, well, you know, she didn't realize that she could be motherly because, hey, maybe she doesn't show it or she doesn't have kids. So while they're basically chatting there and getting romantic and basically squishing the hell out of fucking angel when they hug like literally she goes in she gets a kiss from him and then they hug and she's in between the two getting fucking like smothered at the same time there's a weird sound coming down from the hallway what was that i don't know but i forgot something there's a door back there it's always locked bradley never uses it but I'll go check. Don't leave me here alone. It's okay. I'm sure it's nothing but the creaks of an old house. But I'll feel better once I know it's locked. So he goes to check everything out, and she's basically waiting there with Angel and making sure that she's okay. 
Uh, we also, you know, know that Jay is in the area because he's killed everybody that's basically been around this house the entire night. And we're just waiting to figure out when he's going to come in. Scott comes back and lets her know that everything is clear. Oh, you were gone forever. It's all right now. Okay, sweetheart. We're perfectly safe. If Mistake killed Maria, I'm sure he's still running. In the morning, we'll talk to the police and the whole thing will be over. I know. But what if he didn't kill her? What if there's somebody else running around out there? Well, who else could even find this place? Remember, the power's been off seven hours. I know. But the mistake just didn't seem as though he could hurt a fly. He was trying to make it with an older woman. Maybe he got frustrated. Maybe it was an accident, too. I don't know. I just wish someone would get back here with my car. I want to get away from this place. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm not leaving this fire. Honey, you just went to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. It's okay, sweetheart. I'll take you. But it's dark down there. You sure you won't be scared? So much for trying to talk her out of it. Take her, but don't spend the night there. Okay, so there's a couple things that's going on here. First, they're like, oh, well, maybe it was a mistake. Like, this is very bad things or something like that. And he's like, was just fucking her and then accidentally stabbed her through a coat rack or some shit or towel rack. And that's the way that she fucking died. And then was so worried about it that, hey, but she... Jay actually dragged her back into the bathroom because that's where they found Maria. But Maria was on the fucking side of the road. So he had enough time to drag her back and then chase down fucking mistake and then fucking kill him. I don't get it, but that's the way that ended up. Now, at the same time, we have this little girl that just literally went to the bathroom. And you know little little kids sometimes. Like, they don't do everything that they need to do at one fucking time. Sometimes they have to pee. Sometimes they have to poop. And like... I understand you're a little scared you just want to stay if all she has to do is fucking pee then just be like look um you know for this one time because everything is the way that it is just go fucking pee in the corner and we'll make sure everything's okay and you know i get it so he's like he wants to be altruistic and shit and decides to take her to the bathroom and then when he does take her to the bathroom that's when body by jake fucking attacks and he gets into like a wrestling match with uh poor scott here and gets him pinned to the ground, is about to fucking get him, and then Jennifer comes out in the middle of nowhere with a knife. Well, first she tries to hit him with a poker. That doesn't work. Jay basically gets pushed down again, and then she stabs him in the back with the knife that Scott was trying to protect everybody with, because that's the reason why he fucking got the knife, you dumb... Oh, okay. So, he gets stabbed, they run the fuck out of there, and as they're running away, they realize that, oh shit, we left Angel back in there. What? <laughs> you left the kid? Like, you didn't even think to be like, like, you're like, oh shit, gotta get away, and so just fucking ran out and forgot that she was even fucking a part of there. So, and luckily, Jennifer did, right? So they go back, and Scott's like, no, 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 you don't go, I'll go back and get her. And what happens? The PCP kicks in, and even though we thought Jay was killed, he comes back up with the knife in his back, busts through the window, and then slits uh poor Scott's neck open and kills him. So she runs away, and she goes to hide, and she manages to get inside of uh Scott's apartment, 
And then while Jay is looking around, she faints and we fade to the next morning. The next morning she wakes up and we see Jay has been looking for her, but Jay doesn't know where she is. And at the point that maybe I think she's trying to fake like she died or something, that she's a dead body because, hey, you know what? All the other people that you killed, there's no blood on them. So if she just lays down in the middle of a room, pretends to be dead, maybe you're just like a fucking bear and you'll just go away. And he does. So she wakes up. She starts to leave, and as she's running away, guess who shows up? Uh, Jay shows up and starts to attack her. The cops from the night before pull up on the place because they recognize one of the cars, and then they see that Jay is there attacking her and start to shoot at him using a combination of a handgun and a shotgun, and eventually Jay does go down, and poor Jennifer rolls over to the cop, and then the cop tries to settle her down, and we get to listen to this for... Well, 20 seconds. Are you all right? Like, seriously, listening to that for the full 20 seconds like I made you guys do, but watching it in terms of the movie, feels like a fucking eternity. Like, oh my god, I wish this would just fucking end. Like, literally, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And she finally does right there at the end of it, when she finally gets the last little bit and gets to be dragged up into her feet, and then does calm down. They place her in the back of a cop car to assure her that she's safe, and she runs into a familiar face in the back of the cop car. This is car 64, emergency. Yeah, we got a multiple homicide up here on a ranch on Hillside Drive. We got one survivor that needs medical attention. We found a little girl wandering on the highway. We found a gas station attendant who knew where she lived. When we got up here, we had to shoot the suspect. 13X42, 13X42, back up to 13A43. Listen, tell the coroner's office. They better come prepared. There's probably bodies strewn all over this place. 13A43, Hey, partner, what do you got? I'm so happy to see you. Oh, you were right. So that is Angel in the backseat of the cop car. Somehow, some way, she is the only person in the middle of the night that knows how to get to the goddamn gas station by herself. By herself. They fucking left her there to fucking die. And then when they remembered to grab her, she was somehow already gone. Like, she managed to make it all that way by herself. Gail and Linda got fucking lost trying to get back. But Angel, for some reason, knows how to get there? What the hell? What the fuck is going wrong? And yes, this is at night that she managed to get all the way to the goddamn gas station where the cops happened to be. And then the cops... They test how they took her there in the morning, and she's okay. Yet everybody else in the goddamn house has been killed by Jay. And Jay, he's laying down there now in a pool of his own blood with a knife still in his back. His chest now filled, that manly fucking chest filled with bullets and shotgun casing. Well, not casings, but, uh, you know, shotgun pellets and all that other shit. And that's where we get the last little bit where they're calling in and they're making sure, yeah, you want to bring down the morgue or the coroner because there's going to be a lot of bodies here. 
And then we see that Jay opens up his eyes, and then the credits roll. I wonder what the hell's been going on around here. I hope you call the corner. Hey's on the way. We got some backup units on the way. We're going to have to comb every inch of this place. Why don't you stay with this guy? I'm going back to the car. home sweet home and my god this is just this is a tough movie to get through honestly i was pretty bored through most of it it picked up again a little towards the end i thought in the beginning especially with the way that the lady with old lady was killed that hey this is probably going to be really campy and it's going to be kind of fun and you got bodied by jake in it and then it just kind of got like eh like, it really just was boring. Like, I really wish there's a lot of kills. There's nine people that are up there. Eight of them or seven of them die. And they're all crappy kills. And you get two in the beginning and they're crappy kills. So why do I want to keep watching it? The only one that's even worth its muster watching, honestly, is the one where Bradley gets killed. And then I would say Mistake's Death is also probably pretty entertaining because even though there's no blood, you get to see him get shocked to death. So, you're not really going to go in this movie for that. But the characters, I really don't give a shit if they live or die. Like, I fucking want Maria to die. She fucking annoys me. I want Mistake to die. I thought he should have been one of the first ones. Gil and Linda? Fuck them. They're, like, just in the scene to, like, here, I'm going to show your tits for one scene, and then you're going to show off your tits to cops, and then you're going to fucking die. You know, and fucking, whose daughter is fucking Angel? <laughs> is that, is that her daughter, um, with fucking Bradley, like Linda's daughter? Or is that Gail's daughter, and Gail is also the mother of mistake, and wants to kill her son? Like, what, where? There's so many unexplained things that happen in this film that I just don't know where to begin. So, <sighs> And I don't know where to end for the whole thing <laughs> anyway. So, again, I think that you should watch it if you're really interested in it. Like, you should have gone back, paused, watched the whole thing. Because, again, it is free on YouTube, so go watch it. It's not a big issue with that. But, you know what? If it didn't really seem like your thing, this would have been the best way. And I don't really care, you know, not, not care. But, you know, it's kind of up to you and your mileage is definitely going to vary whether or not you're really going to enjoy this film. So... 
Overall, I'm going to give the gore of this film a 1 out of 5. Like, there really isn't, yes, there's a lot of killings, but there's really no blood, except for the one splatter on the windshield that he never learned to fucking clean off the top of his car. Uh, for a crap factor, it's a 4 out of 5. Like, the acting is terrible, the story is terrible, the audio is terrible, everything about this movie is pretty goddamn terrible, and pretty goddamn craptastic. Um... But the fun factor, I'm going to give this a 3 out of 5. There are some really actually fun type of scenes in this movie. And that one kill for Bradley makes up for a lot of the shortcomings the movie has. And the fact that, you know, with Mistake, when he gets his, it's also pretty entertaining. So it's still relatively fun. But overall, I'm going to give this two people's elbows on a car hood out of 5. Like... It's really just kind of up to you, and it's very rare if we find a Thanksgiving horror movie that honestly is actually any good, and I believe Blood Rage is the one that reigns in supreme right now out of all of them that I've watched so far. So next year we'll have to see what's going on, uh, but this is truly, like, it's... It, it is a hit or miss for whoever watched it, and it is a little rough to get through. So, with that being said, we are now starting the month of December, and boy, by the next podcast, it will be December 1st, so what are we going to do? Why, it's Christmas Horror Movies! It's that time of the year again, and I'm looking forward to doing the two movies that we're going to do. Uh, the first movie is a suggestion. Now, this one's going to be a little rough, and you're going to hear it by the trailer. This was suggested by, uh, on Twitter follower Mr. Cap Donut, Dr. Nuts. <laughs> Sorry, I always fuck up your Twitter name. Uh, that's M-R-C-A-P-T-D-R-N-U-T-S. Or, as it's listed, uh, Emotional Supports Squirrel Playing With Fire. So, uh, Mr. Squirrel, uh, in one of these days, I'm going to ask you what your actual name is so I can name you properly, but right now you're going to be my squirrel friend, so everything's cool. Uh, but <laughs> he had a suggestion for this Dutch movie called Saint, uh, it's also called Sint. Now, I don't normally do foreign films because if I play the, the clips in the language that it was supposed to be spoken in, nobody would fucking understand what was going on in the podcast. But this one has an English dub. So I'm going to try my hardest, and I'm going to warn right now, if I'm unable to find the English dub to get the audio from, we may not do it, and I may have to call an audible, but I think I found it because it's available on YouTube and Amazon, uh not Prime, but just Amazon to rent, and they're both, I believe, dubbed in English. So hopefully that works out perfectly fine. Otherwise, I'll make a Twitter announcement saying, hey, I had to switch the movie. Here's what the movie is. But I want to do this for him because he's been a really big supporter for a very long time. And in fact, he was one of the uh, 100 Mark followers where we did, uh what was that movie? Fucking uh, starts Abominable. Yes, he was the reason why I even watched that movie. So I'm... A Totally cool with going after this film again. And, you know, I like taking suggestions every now and then. So, here is the god-awful English dub trailer for Sint. I'll see you tomorrow then. Well, if you're still around by then. Bye. What did she mean by, if you're still around? It's a full moon tonight. It happens only once every 32 years that there's a full moon on December 5th. (laughs) Well, according to the legend St. Nicholas, comes to get you when there's a full moon on December 5th. Careful who you open your door for tonight. It might be the evil St. Nicholas. Hey! You really scared me. Are your parents home? Why? So you can give me a present. (laughs) Yeah. 
I'm scared. Timmy, St. Nicholas doesn't exist. I've told you a hundred times. Take action as a police force. We're here to protect the people. Prohibition of all St. Nicholas activity. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's his birthday, but he died on the 5th of December. He was murdered, horribly murdered, and now he's back for revenge. St. Nicholas Eve is nice, but you always get junk you don't really need. <laughs> We're all gonna die! I had a different St. Nicholas Eve in mind. So this is from 2010, and it actually looks like it's perfect, like the perfect fit for the podcast. So I will be watching this in the shitty English dub. I'm not going to try to watch the Danis version, uh, because... Even though I'd like to watch foreign films in their original language, I'm okay with the whole reading thing, and I feel like you get a better feel for where everything is going, I want to experience this for the first time the way that everybody is going to experience it if they've never seen this movie and they watch this podcast. So we're all going to enjoy this together, uh, and uh, oh man, this is going to be interesting. So... Uh, as always, make sure that you follow the show uh, on Twitter, T underscore T underscore podcast. Facebook, we'd love to get, or I'd love to get those Facebook likes up uh, from what they are, facebook.com slash terrible terror podcast. If you have any suggestions for movies, please send them, send them my way. And if you know where you can find it, I've had a couple of suggestions from people over the like last couple of years, and I've not been able to get to the movies because I can't find them anywhere. So if you know a link to a stream, or, or if it's on Netflix currently, or Amazon, or wherever it's at, Please, with the movie, send me the link. It really helps. Uh, with this, it was very easy to find it. I always try to find the movie, and some of them are so obscure that you never, ever really get, like, <laughs> anything out there. It's even hard when you need to, like, really do a deep search of everything that's out there. So, you can always email those to terribleterrorpodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on a DM of anything. Also, go check out the YouTube channel. It's Terrible Terror Podcast on YouTube. All of the October 31 and 31 Godzilla reviews. There are 10-minute reviews for every single Godzilla movie except for two. Two. You're only missing two of them, and you're getting one extra kaiju film in that mix. And this also includes the Godzilla from 2014. Some of them have clips when I finally figured out how I could get clips into there. Uh, and some of them don't. Uh, some of them are just me reviewing the whole thing. But I'd really appreciate it if you guys go check those out. And if you like the content you want something more, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. It's going to the Instagram channel, and all of those movies are also available on Instagram TV. So with that being said, uh, that is it for the podcast. And I cannot believe I managed to make through the whole podcast without making a single goddamn Motley Crue fucking joke. Oh, 
Just one more night And I'm 